You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, hi, hey, hi, everybody. What a terrible <laughs> intro to this podcast. Holy crap. I'm Jared Haven. Like Welcome to Help I Suck at Dating. Yeah, I guess it was a little bit different. Dean's not here right now, so maybe that's why it's uh, I'm thrown off a little bit. But we have a wonderful special guest. You know her from season 22 of uh, The Bachelor. And, of course, she was also on season five of Bachelor uh, in Paradise. It is Caroline Looney. Lunny. Lunny. Damn it's okay. It. Everybody makes that mistake. It's not you're Do not you know, the first, and you won't be the last. Oh my god! It, the problem is, I'm also terrible with pronouncing names. Something that you can probably um, understand, being from Massachusetts, that uh, guys from New England, and I include myself. Because well, that's I'm right. Because you're England. Rhode Island, right? Yeah, I'm like an hour south of you right now. Got you, got you. Well, I'm like right. I'm not too far from the border. From I'm in Holliston. I don't know where. I don't know where in Rhode Island you're from, but it's I'm not too far, I feel like, from Rhode Island. So I'm currently in South Kingston, Rhode Island. That's where our coffee shop is. But uh, we live in West Greenwich, and I was born and raised in Warwick for my okay, little gotcha, biography. Gotcha. I, know, I need to go look at a map now because I'm a little rusty. I'm like, I know Providence, and I know New Providence. York. But- uh, well, I love hearing Providence. Like, there's a Because Rhode Island, it doesn't get much love. So anytime we hear about Providence, it's like- there's you know, a, what's, that, what's the little street there with all the cute restaurants? Federal Hill. That's where I used to work. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good spot. There's some really good restaurants over there. Oh, it's great restaurants. So I used to manage two of them, Providence Oyster Bar and Federal Tap House and Kitchen. That's actually where I was working. I was on the hill when I got the phone call to uh, that I was going to be casted to go on The Bachelorette. Or not like I wanted to go through the casting process. I was working. It was Columbus Day weekend. I've told this story a million times, but it was Columbus Day weekend, which is like a huge... Uh, deal for federal hill because they shut down the street and there's a parade and everybody oh yeah they don't take that that my ex-boyfriend used to live over there and we would be able to walk to federal hill and so i all all of that stuff all of the parades and the uh, there i feel like wasn't there like a thing they put money on something like a statue Am I making that up? Or is well, that there's the a fountain. There's a fountain that you can, you know, obviously, uh, you know, throw pennies in and make wishes. 
I think I'm just blurring because I also lived in the North End in Boston. So I feel like I'm just blurring those two memories kind of together when they would shut everything down. And They're similar. Yeah. yeah. Federal Hill and the North End are very similar. <laughs> so if anybody <laughs> listening is not from Massachusetts or Rhode Island, one, I apologize. But two, you should definitely check out Providence and, tech, and check out the North End because it's two of the most wonderful places you're ever going to go. Uh, so, Caroline, first of all, thank you for coming onto the podcast. Dean's going to be joining us shortly whenever he finds service. This is, uh, oh, I, it, oh up, right up. on cue. That Look was good at this timing. guy. Master of timing. Well, I've been listening to the- Oh, he sounds wonderful. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I can't hear a thing. Yeah. All right. Well, we're just going to let him go. We'll have hopefully Easton work on that uh, and get him up and running. But Caroline, first and foremost, thank you so much for joining us on Help I Suck at Dating. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm like excited to have something different to do today. And you guys asked me to come on. This is exciting. So yeah. Uh, well, the last time we saw you was uh bachelor in paradise, correct? Oh my God. Um, probably. The I, then I did bachelor in paradise, Australia. And then oh, I saw sh- So did I. Oh my God. You did. I didn't know that. I must've been on the season prior to you. I was on, uh, it was 2000. It was right before Ashley and I get together because she did winter games and I did bachelor in paradise, Australia. Exactly. So they had asked me to do winter games and then for some reason that fell apart. And then, um, they, someone called me and was like, do you want to do bachelor in paradise Australia? And I was like, off. like, who is this? (laughs) Like, how did you, how do you, whatever. But yeah, it was, it was fun. So I think I did it in 2018. Wait a minute. I think we were on the same season and I must have just missed you. No way. No, maybe I'm making that up. No, because 2019, I was dating the next guy. Uh, and so that was, so yeah. <laughs> the next guy. The next guy. He yeah, who yeah, shall yeah. not be. Always, yeah. um, you are married with a baby. That's so exciting. <laughs> I know. It's pretty exciting. Dawson is, uh, he's a pretty cute kid. He... That's such a cute name. I love that. Oh, well, thank you. It was Ashley. She's the one who came up with the, the name. So she's a huge Titanic fan and she loves Leonardo no DiCaprio, who's way. named Jack Dawson. That's, oh my God, that's so good. That's really, really good. And as someone who loves movies, I loved that. Her, I, you know, what, that was one of the things that bonded us uh, early on where we became such good friends, which she has such a passion for film and so do I. And Titanic is her favorite movie of all time. And she was like, I want to name my first Bond Dawson after Jack Dawson. And I love the name. I said, hey, if it's a boy, I'm totally in. If it's a girl, I'm, I'm you know, might have to talk about it further, but it ended up being a boy. So he's Dawson Dimitri Brady Haven. <laughs> That's a good name. It's a good name. It sounds, he sounds, he sounds rich. He sounds like he's got a trust fund or something. And he sounds I mean, I like hope so. All the best schools. <laughs> I, I mean, I, one can only hope I, he's everybody's saying he's got big hands. So I'm really hoping he becomes a, a quarterback. That's my New goal. England Patriots. Let's go. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. Um, that's why obviously Brady was thrown in there because it was initially going to be Dawson Dimitri Haven, but then Brady was Brady literally retired while we were in the hospital and we had oh the birth certificate God, in our hands. Your heart out. Oh, seriously. Your heart so, out. so, uh, it, it came down to the wire and we called an, we called a, an audible, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and decided to add the name Brady as his middle name. But, uh, so Caroline, so I, I got to figure out if we were on the same season of bachelor, uh, paradise, Australia. Okay. So yeah. Was Jake was Ellis November- there? 2018 because i did paradise us that summer and obviously that didn't go too well so i left pretty quickly and then i went to paradise australia and then i ended up hanging out with alex bordikov who lives in the us and ironically had a condo like 15 minutes from where i was living which is just so funny that we traveled all the way to fiji 
Mm-hmm. And then was Alex Bordakov there when you were there? No, he was the season after. So you're right. You were okay, I yeah. was one year prior to you. But like, so do you keep in touch with anybody from uh, Bachelor in Paradise Australia? Yeah. One of my good buddies I still talk to, his name is Jake, Jake Ellis. Um, oh, I've heard he- about him. I remember his name like coming up. But I, so I'm, uh, I think Florence was on your season, right? Oh yeah. Was Florence, so Florence on yours? I are really close. I love her. Yeah. And, she's a good um, one. She it's, it's always kind of cool. Cause you go into these experiences and, you know, I think you kind of go in and I'm such a hopeless romantic. I always go in and I'm like, especially it's funny. I remember being in Fiji being like, Oh my God, like what if I'm like meeting my husband and I'm like getting so like, kind of like nervous butterflies. And then I remember like my handler laughing at me. It was like, we're not like that here. <laughs> I was just like, oh, wait, I'm coming off fresh off of two U.S. shows. And it's funny because it totally warps the way that you think about like dating. Did you feel like trying to date in real life? Like you felt like I felt like a stage five clinger. <laughs> like I just. Oh, yeah. Because you know how to act. Yeah. We're so used to just uh, like knowing whether we need to marry this person or not after like two dates. And that's just not <laughs> how it happens in real life. So comedy. And it was funny because. Um, yeah, like you just go into this and you're just like, oh my God, I'm nervous. And then they, their mentality is so much more chill. I feel like than the U S shows and they're like, Hey, like you don't need to propose to anybody. (laughs) Oh, totally. I'll never forget. I I told this story prior to, you know, in the U S version, obviously we're always mic'd up. We never leave the room without our mic or we're always on camera. (laughs) Bachelor in paradise, Australia. I remember waking up at like 10 AM strolling down to breakfast, no mic, no (laughs) cameras, every everybody's hanging out talking about what happened the night prior and then we eat and chill and yeah, there's like all like this like o'clock. juicy juicy stuff happening and you're like i'm not mic'd like this is amazing because yeah, the mic's, you're like, like should i be saying this is a producer going to come over and tell us to shut the hell up until we're on on camera i know right but, but no. they were just like meh but it was uh, uh, uh. Right. it was fun i was yep i was about to spill some never mind Hi, hey, we love tea here. So if you want to spill something, this you came to the right place. It wasn't. It's not even so much tea. It's just that the, it's funny that the things that they were watching, um, in uh, in bedrooms, mm-hmm. you know. And then it's does that make sense? Uh, Wait, what on the Australia version? So I really hate that I just walked right into this, and I I had an opportunity to walk out, and I just now I'm just in it. Um, so it's funny cause like you're having breakfast and you're like having all this like juicy, juicy dialogue, right? Uh-huh. And there's no one there to be like, Hey, like, wait, let's save this conversation for later. Like they do in the U S mm-hmm. you know, and, but they, when you're alone with someone in a bedroom and you try and cover up the camera, they, uh, someone like literally busted through the door. Like it was like, he was Mr. Kool-Aid and he was like, you can't cover the camera. I'm like, this is weird. This feels yeah, weird. You, yeah. It's like there's there's got to be like some kind of privacy in situations like that. The shower. The shower. Yeah, the shower is the way to go. <laughs> but so, even in Australia, they're outdoor showers. So it always like if there's a drone flying up above, it's like. Who has oh, a shit. drone flying up? Well, it was nighttime, so. Oh, uh, okay. Perfect. Then you're fine. I don't know. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. 
Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I did want to talk about, because you've been very open about uh, your struggle with fertility over the past Mm -hmm. couple of years. Uh, I wanted to talk to uh, you a little bit about that, because you've been very open about you wanting to Uh, be a mom one day. So what's the status on that? How uh, is everything going? It's going really well. I'm working with this amazing doctor. Um, She goes by the egg whisperer and she has just made this whole experience so much easier for me because in the beginning when, so I have diminished ovarian reserve. Um, And when you first find this out and I saw like all these specialists in Boston and everyone says Boston is like the best hospitals. You know what I mean? We're like, yeah. That's what we've been told like our whole lives. And I'm like, I live in the hospital capital of the world. And I saw five different specialists who were like, "Mm, it's not going to happen for you. Like you're going to need an egg donor. Like it's never going to happen. You're never going to get your own eggs. And I don't know what was in me that kept me going and like, I kept seeking answers. And I was like, I just, Mm -hmm. I don't accept this. And then I stumbled upon one of my friends from, it's just funny. I love the way life works out. And you're like, if I hadn't won Miss Massachusetts, the girl who was Miss Massachusetts before me wouldn't have told me about the egg whisperer. And like, you know what I mean? Little like 
serendipitous moments that all line up. And oh, totally. Ashley talks about that all the time. It's my favorite. It's so cool. But so, yeah, so she put me in touch with um, Dr. Amy and she's been amazing and she's been like so creative and helping me figure it all out. But we have 10 eggs on ice right now, which um, is amazing because I was told I would never get any of my own eggs and I would need an egg donor for everything. So, um, yeah, so that's been awesome. It's been an excruciatingly long journey because I've been doing this for a year and a half now. I've had eight surgeries, um, but I love anesthesia. So it's fun. So it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) It's good times. Yeah. But so it's just, it's crazy. Nothing was ever wrong with me. Nothing was ever out of whack. (laughs) And again, my serendipitous moment of going on the bachelor, um, and seeing all my bachelor friends taking that modern fertility test. And I was like, Hey, what's that? I want to do that. And then they were like, Oh, sorry. They're only looking to like work with couples, like in serious relationships. And I was like, ouch feeling yeah. the singleness, like okay and um luckily I just kind of I don't know I just kept feeling like take the test take the test and I don't know why there there was nothing wrong and thank god I did because I wouldn't have caught this until it was too late so that's crazy yeah Ashley swears by modern fertility we just actually ironically gave it to a friend and I cannot remember who the hell it was but i remember seeing a good it. gift to give that's a great gift yeah well it wasn't Holiday like a gift it was it, they they asked they were like do you have any more modern fertility and, and so ashley gave him something so she could test it out because ashley swears by the same thing so it, that's it's crazy that you just had this feeling that you just wanted to get tested and then you found out this was happening so i'm assuming you wanted to freeze your eggs this was something you wanted no, to do. I mean, I did. It wasn't. I I wanted to get pregnant naturally. I wanted to, you know, make love, and then a stork delivers this beautiful baby. Like, I, yep, you know that's how I mean? it happens. <laughs> that's exactly how it happens. And you know, you don't ever think that you're going to have any problems. Everyone thinks we're going to be fine because we've been told, like, take Plan B, take birth control. You're going to get pregnant just by looking at a dick, and you're like, ah. So, like, dude. Yes, that's we talk about that all the time. I I think about going back in school, and they're like, if you don't wear a condom, you will get a girl pregnant. And it's die. Like, holy, and then, yeah, and pretty much. <laughs> and then like for so much, so many years of my life, just paranoia and stress oh, and fear just overwhelming me. And then of course, when I'm, Ashley and I finally start trying, it's like, wait a minute, this is supposed to like just like kind of happen. And they're like, no, yeah, it's gonna take like a year. One time, it's supposed to work. <laughs> like. That's crazy. And uh, yeah, but it's crazy because nobody talks about it. And so for me, it was really hard at first because I found out I had this problem in February of 2020. And then in March of 2020, I got COVID. The whole world shut down. Like I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go to any doctor's appointments. And it's like, it's an excruciating amount of time to be, you want to be taking action. You want to be doing something and you want to be like, you know, time Time is is not on Time is against you. Yeah. So it was, that was hard. But so I, I dealt with it alone for a while. Cause I didn't know how to like process any of it. And then I think like once I started talking about it, it just made it a little bit easier and it made it feel like, okay, like I am loud. I have a voice. I use it. Sometimes it's, you know, stupid stuff, but I, I like connecting with people and talking to people about these kind of things. And so um, it's been cool because I have this like, you know, little platform that I'm able to share my experience and one help women feel less alone because it's an incredibly isolating thing because nobody's talking about it. Cause we've all been told like, and I'm sure you've heard, you know, Oh, wait till you're in the second trimester to tell people because, you know, in case you lose the baby. And it's just like, I hate that because if your goldfish died, you would go into work and be like, 
guys, Nemo died. <laughs> and, and you would be like, oh, let me buy you a cookie or let me be there for you. And you kind of give people a little bit of grace. And I think asking women or encouraging women to suffer silently is just, it doesn't seem like a fair thing to do. I don't know. It just seems like a mean little no. thing anyway, but- I think you're hundred percent right. It is so odd. And as I've gotten older and been with Ashley and she's gotten pregnant and seen my friends have miscarriages or um, yeah. go through pregnancy or get their eggs frozen. It is this crazy. Yeah. I guess it's a, I don't know if it's a double standard because there's really no standard for men in this department, but for women specifically, you're right. It's crazy. Cause I remember what thinking like, like, think about it. If your dog died, you would post a whole thing on Instagram and you would be like, Ooh! like, you know what I mean? It's and it like, would... it, 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 it's almost like uh, they treat it as karma, which is so fucking crazy. Like, oh, that, you know, like you don't say anything because God forbid some like it's almost if someone right. says something, then you're like, oh, like anything can happen now. And it's like, shut the right. fuck up. Are you out of your mind? Don't don't say that. Don't yeah. like. I don't know. It's so it's it's so weird to me um, why there's like this stigma. You have to wait until the second trimester. God forbid something happens. And it's like, well, why can't I, I just tell people break that if anyone's listening, let's not do that anymore. Let's celebrate every single second of a pregnancy and whether it sticks or not, because it happens like, you know, people lose pregnancy all the time. But I think especially for me in this journey, and it's like it's scary because, you know, I'm doing all this work to get these eggs. Right. None of it is guaranteed. I've given up years of my life, mm. my body for my future children that I like are so still so far away and it's still not a guarantee. And that's the crazy thing. Like, you know, you just, nothing is given. So I think about it. Like the second I find out that I'm pregnant, I'm going to tell everybody because even if it doesn't last, like, I just want to like cherish that little moment. And like, you know what I mean? I just enjoy it for what it was kind of, but yeah, I, I hope more people realize that <clears throat> it's just this weird stigma that goes with it where women, I think feel broken. And I want that to change because obviously there's nothing like we can do about it. It's not like you're broken. It's, it's, it's sometimes it just happens. You could do That's everything life. right. Yeah, totally. It's, it's this, you know, a lot of women feel shame. My sister had a miscarriage and it was rough on her rightfully. So, I mean, especially now having a kid, you know, I look at my son Dawson and, uh, you know, think about if something happened, Cause now he's, he's alive, you know, he's yeah. human. He's here. He has a personality. Like he cries. He he's starting to smile a little bit, which is very oh, exciting. Cute. That's and exciting. he's just, he's got such a personality and I, I love him so much. And my love only grows for him, you know, by the hour, even now, like now that I go to work, it's like just shitty. Cause I don't want to be here. I want to be with him. I want to play with them. Or I also want to be with Ashley. Cause I feel bad because you know, he's, he's a lot and she's alone and it's like, I should be there. I should be helping her. So but um, it makes me think about like, God forbid something happened, you know, now that I've, I've, I've experienced what it's like to have a child, have a baby. It's, I, I can't imagine it's like the next level. Like it's, I mean, obviously I can't even begin to fathom that cause I don't have kids yet, but like, it's weird for me. Cause like something happened to me after my first egg retrieval, something like clicked and I was like, I'm a mom now. And you're like, no, you're not. But like, it's this weird thing where I have to defend this little egg of mine because that's going to be my kid or maybe, you know? And so it's just this whole thing where it's like that it, it's did something for me. So I can't even imagine what it, it's like when you have an actual real live baby in your hands. <laughs> like, Yeah. It, it just, it just, 
it reorganizes your priorities, I guess. That's the best way I 1, can say it. 1,000%. Because I think about, you know, Jade was very outspoken about having a miscarriage and about right. how feeling that shame and feeling like she was broken because she didn't speak about it for a while. And then she finally came out and was able to talk about it. And, uh, you know, now that she has, you know, three beautiful children, it makes me like, I can't even imagine what she feels like to know that, like, like her, it's just horrible to say, but like the first, a, you know, her first child, ba- I don't know. It's so weird, yeah, but like her first baby. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, didn't make it. And that's, it's not, had nothing to do with her and it, she did everything right, but it's just kind of, you know, the way it happens. Sometimes it happened to my sister. It happens to our friends and, and, it probably uh, and brought them a lot closer too. Oh and yeah. I can only imagine experience like that is incredibly either Oof. bonding or. Yeah. But. Well, holy crap, that was a heavy conversation. But Anyways, fun, but it's, I think, a conversation that needs to be had. I think that this is so important for us to kind of break the ice in these conversations so people feel comfortable to have them. Because yeah. it's like, if we're not talking about it, everyone feels like they need to like kind of hide with their, their pregnancy secrets or their miscarriage secrets, or, you know what I mean? It's just like, just talk about it. If you want to talk about it, talk about it. If you're not up for it, then don't. But yeah, whatever you're comfortable with. We have given with. you permission. We grant you permission to discuss all of your baby infertility needs. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on this podcast, Help I Suck at Dating, yes. hosted by two men. Um, <laughs> in relationships, by the way. So that's do you have relationship point. advice for me? Well, I would love to give you some relationship advice, but I also know, know someone who uh, can give you some pretty good relationship advice. Dean, uh, it doesn't look like he'll be joining this podcast. He's got some bad service, but we have somebody that's much better than him. And the reason what? I say that is because <laughs> it's his better half. Kaylin Miller-Keys is joining us right now. Kaylin, hello. Hello. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. So I no, 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 it's uh, okay. Thanks for coming in. Taking in the info about fertility and all that stuff. So have you tracked your fertility help, Kaylin? Have you, do you know? I have, actually, okay. a month ago. I did the modern fertility test you're talking about. So it seems awesome. like everything's okay, but yeah. Good, good, good. I love to hear that. I always encourage people to take it. And then I'm like, if... I like, I, I honestly hope that you just wasted your money and everything's fine. Like I, I truly right. do <laughs> like, right. Like hopefully you wasted a hundred dollars and then, yeah. And, yeah. but then for me, it was like, oh my God, this is the most valuable information I could have ever asked for. So, right. so yeah, well, thank you for joining us. Yes. Yeah, so I jokingly texted Dean and I was like, cause he's driving back from, um, Driggs, Idaho right now. And then we have an open house in LA tomorrow. So Are you guys I was selling like, your oh, house? to hop on the pot. No, no, we, we rent in LA. And so we're looking oh. for like a really small place to rent. Uh, so that's why we're hopping over there. Gotcha. And it's like a 10 hour drive. And so I jokingly said, oh, do you want me to hop on your podcast? And he's like, yeah, I just emailed you the rundown. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, I guess I'm hosting the podcast. Yeah, hell yeah. Gang's all here. <laughs> well, Kaylin, I did want to ask you because you just tested your fertility. I mean, have you had conversations with Dean about this? Yeah, I told him when I was testing it and it like, cause at first I met the owners of Modern Fertility and had a long conversation about that. And I like tagged them on Instagram and his friend saw and was like, Dean, what the heck are you guys trying to have children? Um, so he was like a little freaked out at first. That's everyone's first like thing. They're like, wait right. a minute, wait a minute. You're like, hang on. It doesn't have right, to be like, that I'm like trying for kids right now. Like I'm just inquiring about my body. Yeah, it's good to understand. And, and then he understood that. And so I tested and I just wanted to know, like, can I have kids? Am I fertile? Um, so now we know, like, I am and we can, but we're in no rush. I, I told him, like, five years. Do you think Dean's going to want to have kids? Yes, for sure. He, like, always says no, and he'll tell you guys no, 
but I know like he has our kids names picked out and he's going to be the best dad. And he's also, he was in Bozeman this morning. I think he flew. Yeah. Flew into Bozeman yesterday or today and just met his uh, nephew for the first time. So he's an uncle for the first time and he's just so sweet or nephew niece. Oh my gosh. I don't know why I said that, but she's a girl, (laughs) Olive. And I just met her. I was like holding her in his arms. And I think he definitely wants kids. I also think Dean is going to make a fantastic dad. And I think it would be uh, a shame for him not to be a father. I feel like he would be a fun dad. Oh yeah. He'll be the fun dad. I'll be the terrible mean mom. I already know I'm going to be like the punisher and instilling all the rules and he'll be like, do whatever you want. Oh yeah. Cause he's a child. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I still have to like give him rules and I'm like, you're 30 years old. Come on. Oh, I can totally do that. That's kind of like Tanner and Jade a little bit where uh, Jade obviously is is such a wonderful mom and she's like very, you know, sh- not strict, but she's the punisher if there is a punisher. And then I can she like when Tanner like the top bad cop. Yeah. When when Tanner like lets him do whatever, like I can he, she's always like Tanner and I could totally see you, Kaylin, going Dean, Dean, he yes. can't eat that Dean. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a, exactly it. And I'm terrified. But also like Dean, you fun. can't eat that. <laughs> like- right. Oh my gosh, bologna sandwiches, Hot Pockets, pizza rolls. I'm like, you're not allowed to go to the grocery store. This is terrible. That's hilarious. I didn't know people were still eating bologna, actually. That's good hey, to know. I didn't know it still, still existed. <laughs> yeah. Dean's that unhealthy of an eater? Um, if he goes to the grocery store, that's what he's getting. If I go, I get like kale, stuff for smoothies. That's hilarious. That's good. Dean, of course he's going to get Hot Pockets at the grocery store. Honestly, though, Hot Pockets sounds kind of good right now. I'm not well, they always sound fantastic. <laughs> the, 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 uh, Hot Pockets never sound bad. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. And our best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. 
Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. We do have an email we want to get to, but first, you guys actually just said it off air. You just saw each other in Pebble Beach. How was it? It was brief, but it was it was funny because we were I was staying um with my friend. We we're pulling in the driveway and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's Ben Higgins." And I just like we we're driving fast, so I didn't see the rest of you. But I literally walk out and I'm like, "Ben Higgins." And I get to the end of the driveway and it's Ben, Kaylin, Dean, Amy Sugarman, Wells, and then who else was there? I don't know if I remember um, any other people, but yeah, it was just yeah. funny. Like bachelor party at the end, literally bachelor party at the end of the driveway. It was so, so funny. funny. So random. And we talked for like, well, the boys ended up leaving us and then it was us talking for like 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, great. Lost my ride. <laughs> well, I don't think they were too far, but yeah, yeah. So I was with my pageant friend and then obviously you were Miss North Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah. Well, what part of North Carolina are you from? Um, I'm actually from Virginia. I was one of those state hoppers, but Gosh, I, <laughs> I lived in North Carolina for like a year in Charlotte. Gotcha. Cool. Oh yeah. Charlotte's a great city. I was there for a bit. Love it. It's so pretty. So Caroline, you were Miss Massachusetts and then Kaylin, you were Miss North Carolina. Correct. Yes. How do you get involved in beauty pageants? How did you get involved, Kaylin? I was about to ask you that. I, got involved when I was 15. Um, I remember I was in gym class and I saw this girl had this pin. It said Miss Virginia Junior Teen United States. And I was like, that's cool. And she encouraged me to sign up and then fell in love. And that's just like so a great You started competing when you were 15? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I started, I think I was 15 or 16 also. And some lady came up to us in Martha's Vineyard and was like, you should do pageants. And I'm like from a very small town in Massachusetts. I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was so excited. Just take to me. <laughs> please, please take me. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was just cool. It opened up so many doors and opportunities and I've gotten to meet so many cool people from it. And um, yeah, I've been kind of hooked ever since. Actually, like, I guess kind of hooked. I haven't really. I guess my question is, what do you guys, because I don't, if I'm being truthful, I don't know much about the pageantry. So what is it specifically about being a part of that community that's so engaging for you both. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair I point. had a similar mentality. I was like in a really small town in Virginia and I was like, I just want to like do more. I also 
since I was probably five years old, was obsessed with Liz McGuire. And I was just like, I want to be Liz McGuire. I want to live in LA. So I just always had dreams of just leaving town, basically. How did you feel uh, watching the girls from this season have Hilary Duff come on their date? Did you die a little bit inside? I was heartbroken. I was like, are you kidding me? I I also love um, on my date where it was a similar date on The Bachelor, Billy Eichner, who's hilarious. And I love him. Not quite Lizzie, not quite Hillary Duff, but it was so cool. He's Billy on the street, Close right? Close Billy on the street. He's so funny. He's pretty good. He is yeah. hysterical. Uh, <laughs> why don't you DM Hillary Duff? Uh, she, she's got so many DMs. She would never answer me. Maybe. You never know. Shoot your shot. <laughs> Shoot my shot. I mean, is she a fan of the show? It seems like it because she was on it. But I also think she was there to promote How I Met Your Mother. Or how, how I met, I met your father. Your father. Mm-hmm. I mean, if she was on the show, though, she might be a fan. It's worth a shot. I feel like, you know, it's so hard to make adult friends and just be like, hey, like, can we be I, I have no problem shooting my shot with girls all the time. And like, I just like, do you want to like, be, do you want to get lunch, coffee, anything? Because it's like it's so hard to especially because I move around a lot. And it's like, you know, you have to really put yourself out there. And so shoot your shot with Hillary Duff. Maybe you guys will be best yeah. friends. No, I do like that. Maid of honor in your wedding. (laughs) Oh my God, I would die. (laughs) But I do, that is so true. Um, We moved to Vegas a year ago and it is so hard to meet people. Like Dean has golf and he can meet guy friends at least. And I have tennis, but I need a partner to already meet people. So (laughs) it's been challenging. Oh, poor Caitlin's just crying in the corner, hitting the tennis ball off the wall wall. to herself. (laughs) That's what I was nervous about moving. I need a friend. I was nervous about that with Ashley moving to Rhode Island. I'm like, I hope that you can become friends with my friends. What I got lucky with is that I have a lot of friends that are girls here. Like I'm very close to my sister, my cousins. I have a a couple of cousins that are women. I have like one of my best friends who signed me up for their show is a girl. And um, like, so it, she actually kind of like just went right into that, that group, which was really nice. Um, But that's tough because if I'm Dean, such a guy's guy that like, I'm sure he's just got guys friends. I know I got super lucky in LA because LA is also so tough to meet people. Um, but he has a group of like 30 close guy friends and they all, or most of them have girlfriends. And so I fell into this group of 30 girlfriends and we are all like really close and get along super well. So I got super lucky there. And I'm like, now we just need that in Vegas. Before we end this podcast though, let's get to this one email. It's from anonymous and it says, uh, my boyfriend and I have been dating for a year. When my best friend and my boyfriend hang out, they have instant chemistry. And I get so annoyed because I can't even slip a word into the conversation when they're together. I know I'm not just being paranoid because one time she jokingly said something about being a thruple. Whenever I bring it up to him, he says that I'm crazy to think he'd ever be attracted to my friend, but I can see it happening right in front of my eyes. This weekend, I have my nieces and nephews, and I invited him to go to an arcade with all of us. We're all in the same friend group, but it really bothered me today that he declined my invitation but spent all day with a couple of our other friends and her. I would love some perspective on this. Ooh, this one. (laughs) Anonymous, always a juicy one. I feel like the trust doesn't really seem I mean I think I don't know it's hard it's hard when there's like a your trust the trust is compromised in a relationship and it's not necessarily like anyone has done anything but like I do feel like there's probably some validity to this thing this statement that she's making 
Uh, let me put it this way. I couldn't agree more that there's definitely a red flag here because yeah, totally. I think I draw on my own experience and my best friend who is a female. One of the reasons why it works is because Ashley and her are best friends. Mm-hmm. Two, she's like my sister. So if she ever said the word thruple to me, I would throw up in my mouth. Yeah. And that that's the biggest red flag. Because I was like, eh, eh. and then I said, the, yeah. when she threw up that <laughs> thruple, you're like, what are you thinking about in your head? Yeah, what, there's, what's going on? You're there's always a sliver of truth. And conversely, if, if I ever said a thruple to my friend, she would throw up in my face. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's it's just that type of a relationship. So if you're, I don't know, if there's some sexual tension going on and then he's choosing to hang out with her over you, that's a red flag. And then I just like, I don't buy his whole like, oh no, there's nothing like, come on. come. On. I mean, obviously I'm not there to witness it, but. Yeah, my immediate thought was, um, do you guys watch Euphoria? No, I, I have great. not. Oh my gosh. Uh, sorry, you're it's in a bad It's a little bit dark and I'm going through a hard time and I just feel like I don't need that added darkness in my life right now. I'll get sure. there. Yeah, I'm not it's there dark. <laughs> it's dark, but there is a, there is like, you know, this season, um, the best friend starts sleeping with the boyfriend of the best friend. I've seen that so, on TikTok. That? Yeah, that? that's what it makes me think of. <laughs> Who is that be of a friend? Right. Yeah, I'm curious how, because, uh, you know, Anonymous first refers to this person as her best friend says my best friend and my boyfriend hang out but i don't know what type of best friend this is because there's there's if you're a best friend you're not joking about having a thruple with your best friend and their boyfriend like i don't know oh maybe like maybe the best friend secretly in love with you i don't really know but it just doesn't i don't know the best friend is in love with the girl well, if she's suggesting a thruple, it's not a threesome. A thruple is a full-on relationship with two people, with three people. That's Excuse a fun me. little plot twist. She's not in love with the guy. <laughs> she's in love with her. Um, I, mean, I also possible. wonder if this has happened before, like in previous relationships, if she just like targets boyfriends or if this is the first time. But it's also weird that she would decline or he would decline to hang out with her and then hang out with a group of friends and her the best friend instead. It's kind of Yeah, it's a huge red flag. I feel like that's such a, like a... a cute moment to have though with like the nieces and nephews and it's like such a bonding thing where you're like oh hey like we're doing this together and it's kind of like a little fake family for a moment and I feel like that's always such like in my past relationships that's been such a bonding experience and then so I mean obviously maybe you don't know the whole story in their whole lives maybe they've done this before and he just didn't want to but if your significant other invites you to hang out with their family specifically like kids like nieces or nephews you go yeah like, right? you, like, yeah, you, like you just go up. like you you just you just you show up yeah. yeah that's what it's about being a relationship you say hey i'll be there like of course i'll be there because it's obviously important to you which is why you're inviting me you don't go and you're like ah screw that i'm just gonna go hang out with my friends and your best friend who you're a little worried about i that's such like a healthy thing because i have picked terrible partners in my life and so it's like good to hear somebody else be like hey no like you like this this, that means something to you so I'm going to show up for that because I just always come up with like I justify their excuses for things so it's nice to hear a male's perspective and be like no I'm going to show up because I yeah Yeah, it's just one of those things you know it's like you're in a relationship they're hanging out with your family like you know sometimes you got to go to like the cousin's cookout and you're like I don't want to go but you go and you bring apple pie and then you have yourself a nice little Saturday. And then like two weeks later, 
you know, she goes to your cousin's cookout where you know everybody and she doesn't know anyone. Like, it's just like, that's what relationships are all about. Totally. I also feel like the calling it a thruple is weird because I feel like that's the perfect opportunity to say, I'll third wheel because I'm a professional third wheel these days. And so like, that's what, you know, I feel like that's your the go-to term for this. Thruple is like, you want to date him or maybe, I don't know. Like, There's definitely know. more of a sexual um, undertone to a thruple than there is third wheeling. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So what, what, what do we tell this girl to do? What, what's the, what's, what? Uh, we don't answer questions on this podcast, Caroline. We just kind of uh, <laughs> spew nonsense and then, right, you know, throw some shit against the wall and hopefully one sticks. Um, well, good luck to you, darling. <laughs> no, I know. I would I would suggest, of course, you know, talking to the boyfriend and really making it known that you feel very uncomfortable with the situation that's going on with you, with and him. And the friend her. probably. Like, I feel like the friend would be like, hey, like, am I, I'm, I'm probably reading too much into this, but is there something there? Like, I think that that's like a fair, as I get older, I feel like the the more I think about things and all the problems I have, it's like, hey, just communicate. Like so much stuff can be handled if we just talk about it. And like, sometimes it's not as big of a deal as it seems, or maybe it is, but then at least you'll know and you can move forward. Here's a question. Does, uh, should anonymous give an ultimatum and say no, it's either? I, mm -mm. I think it's. I think have conversations first and then if it continues and you've like presented this to both sides, then maybe. Yeah. Maybe I just don't love to... an ultimatum. I feel like it's like, I think it's so important to make your, the choice for yourself. You're like, Hey, like if you're, you don't have to be like, Hey, if you don't do this, I'm out. It's like, you know what? I, I, I see your action and I see that, you know, the respect that you're giving to me. And for that reason, I'm out. And it's like, I think so many times for me, at least I've stayed in relationships because I'm like, I have to work on it. Just keep working on it. And just if, if we try this and we try that, be like, Hey, like my needs aren't being met and I'm not being respected. And it, there's so many times where I should have just walked away. So maybe just go for a walk away, <laughs> go for a walk away from this human <laughs> yeah, being. Exactly. Uh, well, that's going to do it. Hopefully that helped you anonymous. Uh, that will do it for this week's episode of help. I suck at dating Caroline and Kaylin. Thank you so much uh, for joining the podcast. Really appreciate it. I think you guys are going to be on next week's podcast or the next podcast coming out as well. So everybody listen, make sure you stay tuned for that. Keep sending your emails. Of course, that's our favorite part of the podcast. Email us at I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Of course, you can still follow us on Instagram. We are at help underscore I underscore suck underscore at underscore dating. Of course, Dean came up with that profile. That's why it's so overly complicated. Uh, and make sure you tune in next week. <laughs> where hopefully we all suck a little less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City, in Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. 
It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 